Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. Uh, I am Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church. And in the studio with me is a very special guest, Sister Cindy Powers from the Word Church as well. Welcome to the broadcast, Cindy. Yes, this is Faith on Fire. Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God is not with us today. He's out of town on Kingdom Business. So uh, Sister Cindy Powers says she's going to sit in with us. I love that name, Powers. That's right. I love it, too. Jesus said you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Again, I can and, roll with that. And, and you know what that means, Cindy, since we're, this show is Faith on Fire? You know what that means? He said, I'm going to give you power due to this ability to do what I commanded and declared you could do. And, that, and that's that same power that Scripture says in Romans 8 that raised Jesus from the dead. It says it dwells in us. But it's the same power that Adam had in the garden before the fall. Before the fall of mankind, before he sinned and disobeyed God, he had the power because the scripture says uh, that he, which also is us, was made in the image and the likeness of God. That's right. And God's a spirit, but he's a speaking spirit. And, and speaking of spirit, I was just thinking and just before the broadcast, I was just talking about how, you know, a lot of us, we can go to church and just get religious religion or or traditions of man and, and not Christ. Because the scripture says in him is the fullness and we're complete in him who's the head of all principality and power. And, and Jesus said a lot of things about spirit, walking in spirit. He said the words that I speak are spirit in our life. And over in Galatians, he says, walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And I was just talking just before the broadcast to uh, my GM, Andrew Palmquist, about what that the revelation of what that means, walk in the spirit. You know, sometimes right. we hear that, especially as new Christians or people who are natural men and not born again, they think that's all spooky, walk in the spirit. Ooh. No, it, it really means two things. W walk in God's word. That's basically what it means because Jesus said the words I speak to you are spirit and are life in John 6. So it's walk in, in what God said. And walk means to live. And then we were talking about, you know, praying in the spirit. There's two praying in the spirits, too. That's praying in, in an unknown tongue. They call it speaking in tongues. I call it a prayer language. And then there's praying the word and the will of God. That's praying in the spirit, too. A lot of people don't understand that. When you're praying the will of God. We read it yesterday at, at services in Matthew 6. He's prayed, pray in this manner. You know, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Our daily bread is that spiritual food. Forgive us for our sins as we forgive others for their sin. And lead us now in temptation, for yours is the kingdom of the power and the glory forever. We're praying in the spirit when we're praying God's will and his word. And you're praying in the spirit when you're speaking in an unknown tongue, too. So there's, there's those two differences, same verbiage but difference. But Jesus said, again, walk in the spirit. And a lot of Christians don't really get the revelation of what it means to walk in the spirit. And, and again, it walk by the word, but walk in love. 
live your life as God has commanded us in his word. And again, we were just saying just before we turned the mics on about, you know, life is going to always give you an opportunity uh, to walk in the spirit. And the scripture says for us who are born again, not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And at the word church, we always declare that our minds are, are renewed by the word of God in Jesus name. And I always tell people, you know, you get saved, you receive Jesus in your heart as Lord and Savior. You believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that God sent him. He died. God raised him from the dead. And now he's ascended in heaven and he sits at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. The Bible says in Romans 10, 8, if you believe that and confess that with your heart, you're saved. Okay, so people get saved and then they forget to do all the follow-up. They, they may just do this one. Here's the follow-up. We're having a baptism uh, next, well, Wednesday at 2162 Hartford Drive at the pool there. So if anyone want to get baptized in the name of Jesus, just come on over and we'll assist you with that too. But a lot of people don't understand you got to follow up with water baptism. And I know there's a lot of debate in the church. Well, do we get baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or is it in Jesus' name? I'm going to say it's in Jesus' name because Scripture says in everything, do all things in his name. And a lot of people don't have a revelation of that. Baptized in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that, that means transformation. That's part of the renewing of the mind. Starts thinking like this. Baptize and make disciples. That's being disciple. Speaking of disciple, the next phase after water baptism, submersion, not sprinkled, submersion in water, is to get discipled. And how you, that just really means be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When you get saved, you get a new spirit, Cindy. Yes. But you don't get a new mind. Your mind don't get your mind gets renewed as you go through the process. Right. As you grow in godliness, as you grow in Christ, you get a new spirit, which is awakened to God. But you don't get a mind. You probably still think the same as you got to say. Absolutely. But now once you start feeding on this word, this word of faith, this word, which is spirit and in life, that's life. It starts to transform you by the renewing your mind. And also it, it, it allows faith to come. Faith comes out of the word. The word is I call it hope seed. And the faith's in you. So you start putting faith in this hope seed, right. which in turn transforms you by the renewing of your mind, which in turn gives you the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, uh, walking in the spirit. A lot of people, uh, I was saying about uh, mind renewal, transformation. And the scripture says in Romans 12, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you uh, present yourself to God a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is a reasonable service. And not don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing your mind. And here's the latter part, that you may prove what that good and perfect and acceptable will of God is. So I was just saying, life is going to always give you an opportunity, Christians, to prove what that good, perfect, and acceptable will of God is. Because life is going to happen. And we're going to find out if you're walking in the spirit or walking in the flesh. Scripture says in Galatians, walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So when life happens and how you respond tells me or tells the Lord, tells other people too, are you walking in the spirit or are you walking in the flesh? Now you're walking in the flesh. Another definition of walking in the flesh is walking in an unrenewed mind. You say, but your mind ain't renewed because you still think the same way, still do things the same way. Walking in the spirit means, oh, I'm going to do it the way my Lord and Savior Jesus has commanded me to do it. Remember, he said, bless those that persecute you. Yes. Pray for those who spitefully use you. Don't trade evil for evil, but overcome evil with good. 
that's how, again, life is going to give you those opportunities, Sister Cindy, to demonstrate what you claim you have allegiance in and what you believe. And you say you believe on the name of Jesus. Scripture says that, you know, Jesus said this is the command I give you, that you believe on my name and that you love one another. Well, we're going to find out how much you love people when they disrespect you, when they offended you or whatever. And again, we're going to find out if you're going to pray for them or you're going to play tit for tat and disrespect them. If you disrespect them back, you done walked in the flesh. That's right. <laughs> if you didn't, you walked in the spirit. And that's what Jesus did all the time. People offended him and they told him he wasn't a child of God. They called him actually everything but a child of God. They called him a drunkard, a, a heretic, a blasphemer. They even say he, he worshiped devils. And he didn't, he didn't retaliate because he was walking in the spirit and he knew who he was. That's right. Mm -hmm. He's the son of God. He's the son of God. And he, scripture say he left us an example that we should follow. Well, if Jesus didn't get offended, then scripture says in first John, as he is, so are we. And he says, Jesus said in John 14, those who believe in me and the works that I do, they shall do also and greater works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we should be, I always tell people, the Bible says to run with endurance, the race that's set before you. I like to say the life race, but it's the latter part says looking unto Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of our faith. So I always got to look at Jesus. What did Jesus do? That's what it means, looking unto Jesus. And Jesus in Revelations is called the Word of God. So look at, I have to look unto the Word of God as the author and the finisher of my faith, the beginning and the end. So I got to find the scriptures and find out what, what does God have to say about this situation or my life or how I'm to conduct myself here on earth. Again, thy kingdom come, thy will, will be, be done. done. On earth as it is heaven. And I got to always ask myself, if I'm walking in the spirit, well, how's it done in heaven? Are they cussing each other out in heaven? Oh, no. Or are they, they gossiping about each other in heaven? Not a chance. <laughs> Not a chance. Well, th well, that's what God wants here on earth. He wants us. But, hey, he wants his people, the ones who receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, his children, the ones who are called by his name, to demonstrate that here on earth. That's why he told us, let your light so shine before a man that they will see your good works and glorify your father who's in heaven. That's right. Right. And the scripture also says that in Romans 8, the whole world is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. And again, sons doesn't mean gender. It means mature offspring. The whole earth is waiting for us to stand up and be the people that God says we are. That's why at the Word Church, and Cindy, you know this, before we started going to the message, we grab our Bibles and we started off as saying, what? This is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the uncompromised Word of God. I boldly declare my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, and I'll never be the same after receiving the ever-living, everlasting, incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living Word of God. I also declare that I am filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And I am not conformed to this world, but I am transformed by the renewing of my mind. My mind is renewed by the Word of God. We declare that every Sunday. And, and we do it because it's all biblical and scriptural. scriptural. So... I'm praying in the spirit or we're declaring what the spirit said. We're speaking in the spirit because it's the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. Jesus said the words that I speak, ooh, they are spirit and a life. So we got to speak words of faith, spirit and a life. Because here's the deal about that, Cindy. 
that's the only thing that angels hearkening to, the voice of the word of God. They don't listen to a bunch of that jibber-jabber. You got to know what he said because that's the only thing they, they hearken to. Right. When they hear the word of God, and the angels know the word of God. Remember, God uses angels all the time. He sends them to people. So they know what God's voice sounds like. And God, Jesus has given us the authority to use his name. So we got to speak in line with what he said. Then angels go make that thing happen. Because the Bible says, believe in Hebrews, angels are sent here to be ministering spirits for us, for those who have inherited salvation. That's us. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of pastors ain't telling people their congregants or their sheep, the ones God entrusted them to shepherd, that they have angelic forces. They have angels. And, and we're not the army of the Lord, Cindy. The angels are the army of the Lord. They fight. Remember, Jesus would always say, if I wanted to, I can call 20 legions of angels if I wanted to. Right. Before Jesus' birth, an angel of the Lord appeared to Mary. God uses angels. We seem to forget that. and We think we're on earth by ourselves. No. That's why he said on earth as in heaven. We get to dispatch angels by our words. Yeah. We're, we're the commanders over the angels. So they hearken to the voice of the word of God. We being in authority to speak the word of God. And then angels go out and bring it forth. That's why you got to value your words. And you got to speak the word only and speak in the spirit. Because angels going to grab that and they're going to go and bring them fast. And I'm going to prove that by Daniel. Daniel prayed and the scripture says something was holding it up. Some demonic spirits. But Michael the archangel had to come in. He was one of them big angels, man. He didn't play. He had to come in and beat up some other demonic angelic forces and bring that thing to pass. We have angels. Again, that's walking in the spirit. And basically, again, walking in the spirit is, is I believe, what the word of God says. And not only that, in Corinthians it said, We believe, therefore we speak. I don't just believe it, I speak it. I'm speaking it all the time. Yes. Because death and life is where, Cindy? In the tongue. That's right. In the foul you words. Says you're getting it. But that's what death and life. But we get to speak. And, and you know what this book is called right here? The Book of Life. Right. Death and Life. The Book of Life. Death and Life. So we speak life. And the Bible says in Matthew 12, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I mean, what's in your heart, in your spirit and abundance, your mouth is going to speak. And then it says a good man or one man, person, human, out of the good treasures of their hearts brings forth good things. So he's saying whatever you planted in your heart in abundance, that's what's going to come out. But we're, we're called to plant the word of God in our heart in abundance. He said, now that's what's going to come out. In those tight situations, when your heart pressed on every side, just use what's been planted in your heart. And the scripture also refers to it as the sword of the spirit. Mm -hmm. That's what you fight with. You use your tongue to release that sword, but that sword of the spirit. And the faith is in your heart. That's your shield. You got to use that. So a good man out of good treasures of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man or evil person out of the evil treasures of their heart bring forth evil things. That's correct. And then he went to say, by your words, you'll be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. So we got to speak faith-filled, positive words. That's what it means to walk in the spirit. My conversation are always in line with, with life. I release spiritual seed out of my mouth that bring forth a spiritual, a natural, and a physical manifestation into my life. Well, and the reason I do that because I'm filled. Colossians 1, be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Well, how do I get filled? Feeding on the word. That's how Jesus defeated the Satan in the garden. He, he didn't pick up a rock. He just kept on saying it was written. 
Well, you know how he knew what was written? He read it. <laughs> yeah, it's simple. He read it. And the scripture tells us to meditate on the word of God. In order to meditate on it, you got to read it day and night or daily and nightly and observe to do all that's written in it. And then you will make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. That's what we got to do. But a lot of us, we we too busy. We got too much to do besides uh, feeding on the truth, which is the word of God. We, we got to go here. We got to go there. And then when those evil times come up on us, those trials and those tribulations, those things where he tell you don't think it's strange, then we're offended. We're offended because... We don't. We didn't know we had spiritual armor and weaponry. We didn't know we were supposed to keep on the whole armor of God because we didn't study to find out we had some armor. We didn't find out we had angels that encamp around us who, who are called to keep us in all our ways and, and put place in our path life. We didn't know we can dispatch angels because we, we didn't read. That's correct. Scripture says, I believe in Timothy, study to show yourself approved. A workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Well, the word of God, the Bible is the word of truth. And you got to know how to rightly divide it. I mean, you're not a, you got to feed on it. And there's two parts of word. There's milk and there's meat. And remember, we're born again. Born again, you don't give a baby meat the first day you bring up from the hospital. Oh, no. If somebody just got saved, no, you give them some milk first. Scripture talks about milk and meat. You know, it says desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow by. Okay, I'm going to give you some milk first to grow by. Here's some milk right here, Cindy. God so loved the world. Some some easy stuff. You know, so Mark eleven twenty four. whatsoever things you desire when you pray. Some, some basic stuff. Jesus loves you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He who knew no sin made sin for us. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. You're an ambassador for Christ. That, that, that's milk. Now, meat is going over telling you, you know, you got angels now. You got spiritual armor and weaponry. Here's his meat right here. Revealing to you that you can trample over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, the devil, and nothing shall by any means harm you. And then you start acting like it. That, that's milk. But you don't tell a baby to do that. You don't bring a baby home from the hospital and, and go and have them somebody break in your house and send the baby out there to fight the burglar off. No, no, because no, he's too small. He ain't, he can't handle that right now. But over time, you expect, you know, when he get married or she get married, they be able to protect their own home. Especially if he's a male, he should be able to handle man business after he's grown up because he ain't still on milk no more. He's on meat. And wouldn't it be a shame, and a lot of people in the body of Christ are like this, 13, 14 years old in Christ and still uh, on milk. They're still on their mom's breasts. That, that, that sounds dysfunctional, huh? That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what God says. I don't want you 13, 14 years old in Christ because remember, you're born again and you're still on milk. No, you know, he said by this time, you ought to be teachers of the word, yet you need somebody to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of the word of God, and you come to need milk and not solid food. Solid food references milk. So he said, okay, no, by this time you should be on meat, solid food, but you need milk again. But if he, if he told you that you need to go ahead and get you some milk and then start over and, and regrow. But God expects, just like in a natural we don't expect our child. You have a child, right? I do. I have three. How old is your youngest? My youngest is 13 Okay, years old. and I'm, I don't know if you nursed or what, but I know he's still not nursing, is he? Oh, no. Oh, no. He's been weaned years there, ago. There you go. Now he's on solid food. That's correct. That's what I'm talking about. That's what God wants us at, on solid food, because he says solid food belongs to those who are mature, who have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. I mean, you're a grown-up. You know 
good, you know the word of God from not the word of God. Jesus said, my sheep hear me, and they know my voice, and the voice of a stranger they will follow. That's a mature Christian. That's somebody that's walking in the spirit. They, they know. I, you can tell right off. I can tell by what somebody believes by what's coming out of their mouth. I, I see a lot of stuff on Facebook from Christians, and I, uh, I, I can find out if they're spiritual or not. Go ahead. I know I'm hogging the mic. Go ahead, Sister Cindy. <laughs> I think that as um, we're talking about um, the spirit of the Lord, we also have to remember that... Um, like I have to remind myself that I am identify myself with um, with the Lord and not by man, and that's been um, something that I've been working on every day. And especially when somebody is trying to offend me, I have to examine my heart and to know that this is um, my testimony is that what lies with um, because I think that there are going to be times where I don't um, I have no control outside of what's happening to me, but I can certainly. Um, tap into what my heart is going to be telling me, which is, okay, I, I may, um, I can choose to be offended or I can be forgiving and let that go. And because I, I so identify with who I am, which is um, that the Lord is with me and that no man is going to define me. And as a result, that's where I have to always keep going back to. And I think it has, over time, it has come to me as... Um, like um, instantaneously, but as before, I used to have to consciously pull that up um, as a reminder of who I, I am, but now as a result of having practiced it and having read the Bible and having um, nurturing my spirit and nurturing my mind, I'm able to renew my, my mind and also my heart is also has been changing. So I, I, I'm just thankful that I can uh, know that I am valued at a, at a higher level and that I've been redeemed right. know, through the blood of Christ. And that's all a part of spiritual growth and development. You have to renew your mind daily on the Word of God. You have to, you have to reassure yourself who you are in Christ. You have to constantly be reminded, oh, this is who I am now. And, and as you're doing that, guess what? You're growing. You're developing. You're just nourishing your spirit. You're reaffirming to yourself, your real you, your spirit, not your right. flesh, who you are. You need that. That's why he said, feed on my word. Jesus says, I am the bread of life, the bread who came down from heaven. He called himself bread, and then he says, I am the living water. You mm. want bread and water. He said, I'm both. But see, he, that's why he said, feed on me. And me, he, he references the word because he's the living word of God. That's cool. And he said, you feed on that, and that's going to transform your mind it's going to renew your mind to truth. You know, now you're going to start thinking like this. Oh, I am the beloved of God. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. There it is again. See, you're going to find out who you are in Christ. That's why I say the devil's biggest thing is to keep you from studying the scriptures. He don't want you in there. He, he let you go to church, but as long as you don't do the word or meditate on it or confess it. And I always tell people confession brings possession. You start confessing, and confession, the word confession basically means homologio, means say the same thing. You got to say what God said about you. That's right. You got to say what God said about your situation and circumstance. You, that's what, because when you say it, because death and life is where? In the tongue. Angels watch out for the word of God. See, when you start saying it, now heaven gets involved in your situation, because heaven knows that you know the truth, and the truth does what? Set you free. There it is. So heaven gives them boy. Heaven says, oh, oh, this sister know what she's talking about. Let, let, let's get involved in that. Remember where two shall agree on anything. Well, heaven agrees with the word of God. 
we are speaking spirits. We have the ability in the wisdom of God to speak what thus said the Lord. That's why Jesus kept on saying it is written. But he was saying what was written too. It was written, and that's what defeated the enemy in that particular situation. Right. He left us an example that we should follow. So all we have to do is walk in the Spirit, walk in the Word of God. And I like to tell people, get yourself in, in a good Bible-based church. Stop going to these churches that have a form of godliness but denying the power. You're not learning anything. Every year, Jesus said this, these signs shall follow those who believe. At some point in your spiritual development, you should be having these signs following you. You should be laying hands on the sick and understanding that they'll recover because Christ in you, the hope of glory, God's working in and through you to bring it to pass. You should be casting out demons. There's a lot of demonic spirits around our town and people who are demon-possessed. He told us to command them to leave. And again, it's just speaking words. It ain't mm -hmm. being afraid. I was talking to my wife this morning about how many Christians are afraid of the devil. Afraid of the devil? Jesus defeated death, hell, and the grave. He says, I've given you authority to trample over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. Serpents and scorpions was referenced the devil and his demons. He said, I gave you the power. So I hear all these Christians, I'll tell you, I find out what you believe by what's coming out of your mouth. Now these are supposed to be spirit-filled Christians. How are you scared of the devil? Jesus wasn't scared of them. He cast them out. He cast demonic spirits out of people. And the Bible says, these signs shall follow those who believe. So as you're spiritually developing and maturing, these should be some of the, the fruit that's coming out your tree. Not only the, in Galatians, the love, you know, joy, kindness, all that, but this goes with it. It comes with it. It's just who we are. And that's the way Adam was originally created to operate here on earth. Jesus came to restore us back to our original state. Christ has redeemed us from the curse. Adam brought the curse in. Jesus came to redeem us. And all we have to do, Cindy, is really simple. And y'all out there listening, all you have to do is believe. Jesus said, repent. You got to repent. I mean, go back to that higher state of living. Repent and believe the gospel. Go back to, read means go back. Pent, the penthouse is located where? On top. So repent and believe the gospel. The gospel is the good news. God ain't mad at you. He's mad about you. He came, he sent Jesus to redeem, restore, and reconcile us back to him so we can have fellowship with him. As he is, so are we. And the Bible says Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father making intercessions for us. Also said that he allowed us, he made us sit together with him in heavenly places. Hence, we are heirs with God and joint heirs with Christ. We've been redeemed. We're back to one. Now we can operate here on earth as in heaven. And that's going to do it for this episode of Faith on Fire. Again, I'm out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we just want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927.